I don't know. I want to give it to I want to give it to Tom Hardy because I think Tom Hardy also he's done a lot of. I want to give it to Tom Tom Hardy too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Remember too, whenever uh, it was, we found the the German Scheiser porn. Let's well, not lie to each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's yeah, what yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. Got right in front of you. Welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're decaying with the boys. And we believe that our ratings in the prime demographic definitely beat Joe Rogan. So listen, this is southwestern Pennsylvania. And nothing says holiday season like a cookie table, right? Well, now you can mix up your cookies with some of the best beers in the Berg. Drink the Cookie Table was scheduled to take over the Spirit Hall in Lawrenceville on November 6th of 2021. There are two sessions to this holiday bash. Session 1 is from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., and Session 2 is from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. All tickets are $55, including a taster glass and unlimited pours. Some of your favorite breweries are getting in the festive mood, including 412, Abomination, The Answer, Bash Brew, Cellarworks, Hot Farm, Intergroove, Prototype, Tattered Flag, and much more. So head on over to drinkthecookietable.com for full details, including special merch, collab beer announcements, vendor details, and more. We've already been informed, too, that Session 1 has sold out by the time you hear this episode. And Session 2 is still up for grabs, but I'm going to tell you right now, those tickets are also getting low. So make sure you get yours right now. Just make sure you tell them the boys sent you. So, Adam, we are back. How are you? What's up? In person. Back to a one-take episode. We've got this. I decided that all my new technology needs to go take a backseat to the old technology. So we're back on the old system. No more mishaps. Feels good. Sounds good to me. Yes. So, Adam, I want to let you know that before I came here, so let you, let you know, I, I got done with work a, a touch early. I went to a Chinese restaurant that I really, really like. And I heard a guy, <laughs> when he's asked for what he wants to drink, he asks for not water, not Sprite, not Pepsi. He wanted fucking milk. Milk. Grown man. Grown man. Old man. Not just not just grown man. Grown ass old man. Sounds like a bit of a ding dong. Yeah. I, I want to say, I mean, we eat Chinese food. I mean, oh, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pretty consistent in our diet, clearly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, could you imagine, like, that one time we got that sweet ass Thai food and, like, just layering that with whole milk as we're eating? <laughs> no, I'd ex- one, I'd explode. <laughs> Two, that just doesn't combine well. No, I, I don't. I don't imagine that the grease and the dark chicken meat that goes with, like, General Sows is going to set well on your tum tum with some whole milk. You know what? You know what? You might have bumped into there. Mm. You might have bumped into an actual real life Benjamin Button <laughs> because kids love kids milk, milk with milk. everything. Like, sir, how old are you? I'm this many. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got this many hours of sleep. I'm this many years old. Did you Did you catch what he ordered before the milk? Because maybe he ordered chicken nuggies. He got Dino Nugs. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Case there you go. Case closed. He's Benjamin Button. Thank you. Moving on. It's round one. Adam, you brought some beers. Put them together. Call it round one beers. What do we got? One round one beer. We got another collaboration. I'm just going to keep the collaborations rolling from last week. Uh, a, a brewery from Pittsburgh and a brewery 
from Virginia that is opening a location in Pittsburgh. Ooh. So this is Aslan Beer and Grist House collaboration. It is a 5.5 IPA. Let's bump it open. Boom. And if you want to find what's going on with both of those brews, just search them out on all social media. Just to let you know they are both very active. And knowing that Aslan is going to be coming to Pittsburgh is quite uh, quite a treat. Yeah, right down in the Strip District. Oh, the Strip District's like just getting... Oh, you know what? I actually got some Cinderlands the other day, too, from down the Strip District. And I want to talk about that here in a second. But I want to see what this beer is all about. So this is a, an IPA, again, collab with uh, Grist House and Aslan. And it is a, an IPA with Citra, Mosaic, Citra. Uh, Sitva, which I've never heard of, and Nectaron hops. So it should be a kind of bold, hoppy IPA with stone fruit and pineapple notes. Yeah, man. Stone fruit all the way through. Uh, I feel like it changed colors. Like the the haziness kind of evened out. Yeah, it's a, it's a very light haze on it. Yeah, super tasty. It's got It's really sweet on the back end, too. Yeah, but okay. with like a fruit flavor, not like yeah. a not lactose or it's not lactose. No, like that. we are trying to go lactose free here in the Judgeatorium as much as we possibly can. Yeah, until that stout gets released <laughs> next week, and then we're going full <laughs> lactose. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a really good beer. It's got good bitterness up front. Um, I think a little bit of sweetness from just the aftertaste of the hops and probably a little bit of oats in there. Um, That's what I'm getting. Great. Yeah, the oats. I'm getting that like biscuity butteriness in there in a little bit. It's definitely the oats. One of one of my favorite breweries from where I used to live and one of my favorite breweries from up here in Pittsburgh. So yeah. pretty excited about it. And uh, like last week, that's one of my favorite outdoor venues too that we talked about. Well, Chris House has my favorite beer garden. They certainly do. Fire pits are always roaring over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so again, if you want to find what's going on with Aslan and Grist House, please search them out on social media. Grist House is super active. They release new beers almost weekly, and they have great food trucks here in Pittsburgh. And I'm sure down the Strip District, which I you know, I was alluding to earlier, um, is becoming a, a nice walk, walk around for breweries. Um, my wife, she was so kind to grab me uh, two four-packs from Cinderland's when she was down there. Nice. I got the Vienna Lager, which was delicious. They called them dad beers. Which fit my motif. I am a dad, so that worked out for me. And then I got, um, it's called Known Unknown 008. It's supposed nice. to be it's an experimental IPI. I've yet to crack one open yet, though. So sounds good. That sounds like a tonight job. Yeah, we got uh, Cinderland's down there. Helltown has a location there. Insurrection has a location. Aslan will be down there. Dude. East End just left a few, right before yeah. COVID or right in the middle of COVID. Um, which was a shame because I liked East End spot down there, and I know there's a, uh, there's probably some I'm missing, and I know of one more that's coming. But mm-hmm. Can't announce that yet. Can't talk about it, but we will when we can. We will when we can. So Adam, uh, I gotta say, man, um, you have lived quite a week, sir. Yeah, I feel tired. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I didn't want to say you since we spoke tired. since we spoke last Friday. Yeah, I got to sleep in today, so I kind of caught. That's up good. So I was with you. For the big pour. Correct. Which was amazing. Yeah. What did you think? That that was your first big My pour, My first right? time, yeah. Dude, I didn't know. Like, you would think with, you know, the semi-pandy, I guess you can call it, going on still, uh, that it was going to be kind of limited. I felt like that place was packed well, but not like, not shoulder to shoulder, but it, it had good crowds. Yeah. I, um, I really enjoyed it. And I know they said it was like an abbreviated or an abridged version of big pour. 
But I don't think there were many less vendors. Like the room we were in used to go all the way to that back wall. But instead of expanding it that way, they kind of pushed the whole thing forward and wider towards those open doors. So yeah. it was more of an open air um, festival. Even though there was a roof overhead, we were all by really big garage doors. And I kind of liked it, especially with the nice, coolish day. It was like it was seven, nice. 68, 70 degrees yeah. all day. It was beautiful time. Also, too, because your boy over here was sweating. I was pouring beers like if I didn't, I was going to die. Yeah, I <laughs> forgot to eat. Like I didn't. I, I hit the chili, uh, Revival Chili was yeah. right next to us. I hit them for some chili, and that's the only food I got. Revival threw a piece of cornbread at me. Did you, did you catch it in your mouth? No, I did. I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> I just heard surprise, big boy. <laughs> I got pegged with some corporate. They were awesome to serve next to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a great time. Uh, saw some great friends of the podcast. Uh, Full Pint was there. We shouldn't name them all because I'm going to forget somebody. Oh, now. yeah. Full Pint, 412, Intergroove, yeah. Couch. They were all there. Windy Bridge. Yes. Windy Bridge. Yes. Got to mention that one because he had that bomb ass chocolate that new place out by you was there they were awesome oh uh um, illusion yes yeah illusion. Oh, they had some good stuff great stuff man um and i just want to thank everybody that came to the trash table and tried any of the trash beers but especially for kicking our two kegs yeah. uh really appreciate it the sweet potato casserole brown it was a huge hit and kicked with like an hour left in the festival and then the jojinator double west coast ipa was soon to follow after that so i cannot thank the attendees and the our fellow brewers uh on a professional level brewers yeah they came and tried our stuff and gave us great feedback or uh some some notes to consider for the future uh, either yeah. way i like it positive or i like uh things we could tweak because that means i get to brew it again so, yeah and i uh, appreciate appreciate all the feedback appreciate you all coming and try it i was gonna say too the feedback was really cool because i didn't feel like anyone came up to us and said like oh, this sucks no if someone was like oh i wish i had more of this or i had had a little less of that um, I think the one thing I that I heard that I really liked is like I wish there was more of it. <laughs> so when it kicked, uh, there was one guy kept coming around. Uh, he was he was like the double West Coast. He's like I just when I come back, that's all I want. Double West Coast. Double West Coast. He comes back around near the end. I'm like it's, it's tapped out, and he's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, he's like, you guys are homebrewers. I'm like, we're done, bro. <laughs> These kegs are gone. <laughs> Those kegs are kicked. We kicked them straight out. So hope a similar thing happens at Cookie Table in a few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. We got two sessions and we got two kegs of each, so we have plenty of beer on hand for it. Um, and yeah, we kegged half of it today, and it went super smoothly. So I'm excited. Oh, that sounds good, man. God, I know. There's always whenever I ask you about uh, kegging, there's usually like one, one like you never guess what happened. Yeah, <laughs> but nope. Today was super smooth. I got them both kegged in like an hour, cleaned up for an hour. And did you gone. listen to Taylor Swift while you're doing it? Not at all. No T Swift. No, not None. at all. That's got to be what it is. You listen, didn't, you listen, didn't listen to a little heavy metal, and then I actually threw The Hills Have Eyes 2. It was on 2B for free. Nice. So I just let that play in the background. Perfect. Yeah. Axe murders for days. That's right. Speaking of axe murderers and crust, uh, crust punk, you went and saw Days and Days with the Bridge City Sinners. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> the next day. Yeah. So um, we left Big Poor. I... Found my way to Dennis Guy from First at Brewbox, as I do after beer festivals. We picked him up and brought him. Oh, oh, we were going to bring him over here to help me bottle the beer I had left yeah. to get to a, a friend of mine whose wedding we did. So we were just going to bottle up their beer and kind of sip a few more pops. Um, and uh, realized when we picked him up, like, none of us had eaten, like, anything <laughs> except my little bowl of chili, my little sample of chili. 
So I was like, oh, let's just go hit Gitgo and then head to my house. And he's like, yeah, but Alexion's is still open, right? And it was. Oh, yeah, there you go. So I went to Alexion's for a few then came back here for a few. Ended up being a late night. Got three, a lot of stuff done. Like but three ended in the morning? Up yeah. Then the, next, <laughs> then the next day there was a- Damn you, Dennis guy. <laughs> there was a She Knows, she knows Beer Benefit at uh, Mindful at like 2, 2.30. So I went there. Oh, my God. And, the, and with Dennis and Sammy drove me there. That was really nice. So I got to sleep in and like head on over there. Then from there we went to Roundabout, which is right next to Spirit where the concert which was. Which is phenomenal. And then we drank- yeah. An absurd amount of PBR at the concert. Yeah, because you ran into friend of the podcast, yeah. King Strang. King Strang, who's who's uh, on tour with the Bridge City Centers right yeah. now. Um, but the yeah, uh, Bridge City Centers live were phenomenal. Uh, like I like them. I like their recorded stuff. Yeah. If they're on, I'll listen to them. I don't particularly seek them out all too often. I like three of their songs. I'll throw on yeah. in there. But their whole live show was so good. good. It was so intense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Days and Days comes up, and they're kind of on a skeleton crew right now with COVID. I think some of their people got sick and are off the tour right now. Okay. So there were only th- three of them there. Um, and the – I do not remember her name. The girl who plays the trumpet, who's like the second vocalist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was not there. Oh, really? So there's, they were cycling through Bridge City Center people no to way. come up and like guest spot, like either play an instrument or sing or whatever That's during songs. Cool. And the best part was Misanthropic um, Drunken Loner comes up. Like, th- doesn't come up. But first, Libby from the lead singer of Bridge City Centers comes up on stage. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to do a couple of songs with the band. And the first <laughs> song they did was Misanthropic Drunken oh, Loner, which is the female vocalist, like, Big, bigger song, your, like a big part. That's her big and feature. It was an awesome version of the tune. That's cool because Libby has a very powerful vocal. Yeah. yeah, it was it was nuts. It was crushing. It was a great song. Because not to denigrate the the female singer from Days and Days, but she has a very she has like a pipe style voice. Like very, it's it's thin, but it's, it's sharp and it's a high pitch. Yeah. yeah. And then Libby has like this cool growl range that she yeah. can go through. Especially if you listen to Witch's Wrath, like she yes. like she gets underneath notes. It's really cool. Man, I fucking wish I would have that yeah. show. Yeah, her growls live are just insane. Yeah, they yeah. sent chills, especially in that small room. You felt every time. Oh. Um, yeah, and then met after between those sets, we met King Strang back in the stairwell <laughs> yeah. for a picture and a because beer. Of course, he's in the stairwell. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Man. Well, I was in the. I went to the bathroom and I was coming down. And I saw him like standing there. So you know, we talked about me being shy. I ran to Dennis. I was like, "Your boy's in the stairwell. Go say hi." Perfect. <laughs> Cast a line, Dennis. Go. <laughs> but you sent me that picture of the three of you guys all together, and it looks like you guys were just having the best time. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah, we tried to get him to come have beers with us afterward, and it, it didn't happen. They had to get on to the next stop, uh, yeah. but. Maybe next time. They do it to uh, New York after that. Yeah. Like, Maybe next time when you're with us. Oh, yeah. Because I can coax a lot of people to do bad stuff. <laughs> so speaking of uh, beers, man, the thing that I want to say first and foremost, I'm always proud of your accomplishments. And I actually had the thrill of a lifetime posting things to our Instagram and our Facebook and our Twitter today about you and your wife going to Penn Brewery and brewing that beer I, I'm like a proud, like older brother. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they were going to drop that today. I'm getting, I'm getting messages from everybody. Yeah, man. <laughs> Cause God, I mean, I posted some stuff 
on Tuesday when we did it, but who the hell am I compared to Penn Brewery? Dude. I mean, they posted us today, and yeah, I didn't expect that, but yeah, man. huge. Uh, the, the outpouring of, like, I'm on the side. Like, you, it's, it's your show, and I help as much as I can. I was getting messages about you. Yeah. The people who are like, I didn't know that Adam was brewing with Penn. I was like, then you don't hear me talk, because <laughs> every time... I'm in my office or in the car. I'm like, you know, my buddy won the North Hills Brewfest and he's brewing a pen. And they all go, oh, okay. And then they see it on social media and they're like, when's it coming out? It's coming out in November, you fucks. So whenever I tell you to listen to me, listen to me. Because Adam and Lori are crushing it. And now that beer is going to be on, I, I lovingly call it a big boy system. Yep. And it's going to be on draft. Even though it's on their little boy system, but it's on yes. any other, I mean... Most microbreweries system, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be on tap. I cannot wait. And when it happens, I, we got to throw like an impromptu party. Yeah, we'll definitely set up. Um, we'll have to figure out how to do it. As the brewery, as, I'm, as myself, I'm going to make an event. And we'll share it on the Decaying with the Boys page somehow. Sure. We'll figure it out. Yeah. As soon as I know a date, I'll know I'll be there. Um, whenever they're releasing it, me and my wife will be there. Matt, I'm sure you'll try oh, yeah. your best. And uh, even if not that night, maybe Decay with the boys can go some other night that week. I'm not opposed to going down <laughs> multiple nights, two or three nights the week yeah. it comes out, and, and, so, and seeing some of our listeners. Yeah. So tell me all about it, man. Like how how was it? So not to not to uh, complain about lack of sleep to somebody with two small children, but so <laughs> it was Sunday night was the concert. We didn't get home till three thirty in the morning, and I worked on Monday, so I got like three hours of sleep Sunday into Monday. Worked all day Monday. Then we had to be at Penn at 6 a.m. Tuesday, which I I used to do every day of my life when I worked in the office. But now I just wake up at 6 and roll to my computer and and start my day. Camera off. (laughs) And uh, um, so it was was an early morning, but, like, I also couldn't sleep the night before. I just had all kinds of nervous energy, even though I was sleep deprived. Woke up, couldn't eat, like, drank coffee, but, like, ate three bites of a breakfast sandwich i got on my way there just super nervous but um i mean i didn't know what to expect i didn't know if we'd just be like there for the photo ops and like not being able to help much because it's not our system i'm not gonna butt in anywhere you should though no matter what like okay this is system, like get out of the way yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we worked directly with uh chris who's the head brewer there um the whole day and had a blast it was very hands-on we we helped cut the peppers as soon as I got there, the mash water was already already going. So I like walked in the door, took my hoodie off, and was throwing throwing the grain in while he was stirring. Like we were hit the ground running, and didn't really stop. We got to be a part of, you know, part of every aspect of the Man. of the brew, including like he's like, you know what you're doing. Handed me the hops. He's like, go measure them out. It needs to go in here. Like these are the times. You know the times. Get up there, throw them in. Like this, you you cool. brewed the beer. Yeah. Damn, yeah, yeah. Dude. it's cool. And uh, we learned. I he thought officially that that was the first pepper beer that was ever brewed at Penn at all. So oh, we broke. We might have broken a mold. Not the first smoked, but the first pepper. Yeah, beer. that's right. First pepper. Yeah, and it was. A, and it was. I mean, and it was a really cool day. Like we got to tour around the brewery and see stuff. And it was a full like busy day because Tuesdays like their bars not open or anything. So they were bottling, brewing a beer on the big system and us brewing on their uh, small batch system oh, all awesome. at the same time. And the small batch system was literally a, like just like a little 
cove off of the main brewery. So we yeah. got to see what the big brewery system was doing all day <sighs> while we were doing our thing. And yeah, it was just really cool. That's awesome. So dude. yeah, we got three barrels, which equates to about six regular commercial kegs that everybody's familiar with. Um, that'll be on tap in early November, early to mid-November. Oh, I can't wait, man. Because hands down, this is one of my favorite beers that you brew here in the in the brew lab in the Jojitorium. So I can't wait to then go from there and start working on some pints that are coming from Penn. Really excited about yeah, that, man. Yeah. And again, before we move on to the funny stuff, I, I'm really proud of you, man. Thank you. Congratulations on that. I'm just excited to be able to like see what our beer tastes like coming off of a system like that. Mm-hmm. And then like following it up with their Oktoberfest. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love their classic beers. Like, yeah, they're really good. Like, oh, like, I'm going to have a Poblano and then a Pendark and just like. There's a like, difference. Oh, <laughs> we're, being, we're being served right next to them right now. <laughs> yeah, and they said they're sticking with our name. Um so Tortuga and Fuego when it comes out, and it will probably say brewed in collaboration with Bash Brew That's or sick, you know, man. whatever. Um, so yeah, can't say thanks enough to Penn Brewing, everybody we met that day, but especially Chris, uh, the head brewer, just super nice guy. He was talking to me though; he was still there at like six p.m. just asking questions for kind of like their marketing and That's stuff. That's cool, man. So very cool. Yeah. And thanks to Brian Llewellyn and everybody that put on the North Hills Brewfest, which. We won the VIP tasting to get this opportunity, so that means a lot too. So thank everybody, uh, thank you to everybody who made this possible. I mean, it's it's gonna be cool to see it over there, and can't wait to share it with everybody too. I I always loved handing people the little tasters and seeing their eyes light up, and I can't wait to see people put full pints to their yeah. lips and see see the same thing. So, and yeah. you know what this means? What's that? We got to do it again. Yeah, we got to win again, and we will win. Again, I did hear that June is the next North Hills Brew Fest. Oh, we will be there so, with different beer. We will not put this one up again. So June is the next murder we're going to commit. We're going to try. I'm going to try my <laughs> hardest. I'm not going in cocky at all. Because there are some cocky. really, there's some really good beers there. There are there there are some good brewers in general. Like we went to the Greensburg event thereafter, and there was just like, I mean, it was a bunch of knockouts oh, over there. I have an awesome beer to talk to you about that I think we should make for it mm-hmm. when we when we're off the mic. Ooh, secrets. Speaking of secrets, this is no secret. Uh, Jake Paul's a dipshit, but he got another fight scheduled for, before the end of this year. So he is on a very busy schedule. And the details are now, they were leaking, but now they're locked in. This is being called a highly anticipated bout between the former YouTuber or current YouTuber and the former reality TV star uh, known as Tommy Fury, scheduled for December 18th of 2021 in Miami, Florida. Brother of a legit boxer. <laughs> Brother of a legit boxer. So this is what we we called this after the last Jake Paul card. Yeah. We said if Fury won his fight, that looked... And then after he did, that that looked like the logical next step for Jake dipshit Paul. Right. So. And, and, and you're 1,000% right. We kind of... We sat here and we kind of mulled over it for maybe a second we're like they gotta have that fight going mm-hmm. uh and of course like, as you were saying Adam, we saw it last time in action on the showtime boxing nights pay-per-view in cleveland ohio uh we should note that uh jake paul is 4-0 while fury is 7-0 uh the mickey mouse castaway had an entertaining bout with tyron woodley at that last bout while the love island reject won an underwhelming split decision over paul's sparring partner anthony taylor um so since we always mess around these things i think we should pick the undercard but i want to go back to that triller shit like that mountain dew code red shit let's do it brother and i want to like actually show showtime 
how to make a card that's going to sell tickets because yeah showtime you put on a good fight with paul and woodley but let the boys take over for a second and show you how it's done so the way i want to do this adam the main event can't be changed that's that's mr fury and mr paul locking horns which could actually be a really good fight because even though tommy fury is considered to be a little bit of a boring boxer he's a sound technician uh against jake paul who is going to come in definitely bigger than tommy fury but not as skilled as tommy fury so it's going to be a skill versus strength kind of ordeal. But what I want to do is I want to go down a couple categories here and pick some fights. So I'm thinking, like, let's do buff guys, like meat mountains. Uh, so it's like absolute trucks okay. just bumping into each other. And then, like, skinny little guys. So that's going to be, like, if you remember Screech versus Danny Bonaducci in the Celebrity TV Boxing. They want to do Karens squaring off which i don't think i gotta like give an example on that one kind of speaks for itself got it and then just the last one i want just like absolute lard asses like super thick boys showdown so like brent krishna versus ralphie may rest in peace that's a good example i mean it's not gonna happen because bert's almost dead and ralphie unfortunately is dead but should have been bert (laughs) and they still would have said his name wrong at the wake should have been brett (laughs) so Adam, let's go ahead and start off with the buff guys. Sure. The, the meat mountains. So so I kind of used, used a time machine for this one. This is the only one I'm using a time machine for okay. because I don't know like many really buff guys right now that okay. I would find like super entertaining to go at it. So I'm pulling – and I'm pulling some guys with some fight experience. Oh, okay. Too. So I'm pulling in his prime Dave Batista <laughs> to go against in his prime raged out of his mind – Ken Shamrock. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's going full, full psycho. So it wouldn't be fair to like put him together currently. No. Batista, even though I, they're similar in age, yeah. Ken's got a few years on him. But Batista's still in really good shape. And Ken looks like he's get, gotten hit by a few cars Ken, Ken Shamrock is one head kick away from being in an assisted living Although home. last, uh, I don't know, that was a few years ago. He was still like head of security for uh, 50 Cent. <laughs> How's it even possible? <laughs> That's the dumbest move ever. I'm going to get this geriatric. Go get Steven Seagal. You really want to roll it's, the dice? Well, I mean, Shamrock's in better shape than He him. can only fight yeah. sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> so who do you think wins that match in their prime? In their prime, I think Ken Shamrock. Well, neither man were really good strikers. This is boxing. Yeah. I still think Shamrock because Shamrock was just so a psycho. out of his mind. Yeah. yeah. Was he... Uh, the rumor was he was on steroids back then. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think back then uh, he was allegedly at the New York Post said he's allegedly on steroids. No way. <laughs> and then you had Dave Batista, who I think was doing male modeling. He was. He I know he might have been doing that, but he was definitely a bouncer in DC. Before, Ooh, okay. he, before he hit wrestling, too. I'd probably give it to Shamrock as well, then. He's probably more well-sound. Yeah. I mean, both men have done the roids, though, I believe. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm going to go with two two guys I actually really, really like here. Uh, I'm going to go with Terry Crews. And, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and Tom Hardy. That's a good one. Yeah, so I'm oh, think, I'm thinking, I give a huge advantage to one of them. Uh, yeah. It's going to be Tom Hardy. No. He was he, fucking Bane. <laughs> yeah, but he's not... I think... Is he really that big? I thought he was like really short though. He's short. I thought he had like Tom Cruise syndrome. Like, yeah, he's, he's a buff dude, but he's, he's Terry Crews got like size, weight, and muscles. Tight. Yeah. yeah, 
I don't know. I want to give it to I want to give it to Tom Hardy because I think Tom Hardy also he's done a lot of. I want to give it to Tom Tom Hardy too. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the gutters. <laughs> I think uh, I think Tom Hardy actually has like a fighting background. Like he like he did a bunch of boxing. You know, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. And then he did like a bunch of training for him. Oh yeah, too. he did that MMA movie too. Yeah, that which was he was really like, good. awesome. Yeah, man. yeah. yeah. That was See, I was kind of thinking like. Hardy's muscles were for show, where Cruz's are for go. Well, I think they're both for go. I yeah. mean, I think, I yeah, think they're right. both like, I think they're both like scary dudes if they're gonna really engage with you. But I, I just think if, in terms of like, if one of them had more skill, I think, I think Terry Cruz is probably stronger than Tom than Tom Hardy. But I think Hardy has the fighting background. Do you think Terry Cruz uses the entrance music we want him to? If I could walk. <laughs> <laughs> I could fall into the sky. <laughs> he totally would have to. But, um, oh, Jesus. Dude, that's a really good one. Thank I you. actually like yours better than mine. That was the toughest one for me to pick. That was the toughest one for me to pick, too, because I actually wanted to make it a fight I wanted to see. The other ones is no holds barred. So let's go on to skinny little guys. Okay. So we're moving off of me fantasy booking stuff and wanting me to see people get hurt. <laughs> For the rest, for the rest of this card, me too. So I picked, I picked two skinny little guys that I can't fucking stand. Cool. So we have Jared Leto going against Johnny Depp. Son of a bitch! Is that the same thing you? No. Have? Oh, okay. But tell me why you picked those two. Just because I dislike both of them greatly, and they're very, very scrawny men. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Johnny Depp couldn't got beat up by his ex quite. Yeah, Amber Heard <laughs> quite literally, I, allegedly. I think no, probably like pro- that's found, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Man. I think there's been some evidence now. <laughs> she accused him, but it looks like it was the other. She way was around. smacking yeah. him around. Yeah. Uh, what? Is, oh, man, that's a really good one, especially because and and the same reason why I'm you know I picked Jared Leto as well. Yeah, I did, but I picked somebody because here's my reasoning behind my second pick. I picked Keanu Reeves. I don't think he's that skinny of a dude. I mean, he is kind of a skinny. In guy. comparison to other people, he's 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 a sleek guy. Yeah, especially when he was in the Matrix. So you just want to see Leto die? I want to see Leto get his fucking <laughs> ass whooped because Keanu Reeves at this point, I think he's like a black belt in like jujitsu and Muay Thai. He has firearms training, so he like knows how to handle himself under stress and everything. And I'm just so sick and tired of Jared Leto being this pseudo cult looking dude, and I just want to see. Keanu Reeves, the nicest man in in Hollywood right now, beat the shit out of Jared yeah, Leto. Jared Leto is slowly turning into anorexic Bono, and I cannot stand it. Right. That's the reason. So back in the day when I had an iPod, I refused to buy the newer one because it came with U2's new album on it. And I'm like, I'm not buying it. It's not happening. You can keep it. So that's the, another big reason, too, that I want to have Keanu Reeves beat the shit out of Jared Leto because it reminds me of Bono, and I hate you, too. So go get him, John Wick. <laughs> so if then we move on from skinny little guys to the Karens. So who do you have for Karens? So I'm going into the world of wrestling for the two women I hate the most. And they're already kind of in a feud because they're on different brands. It's the head bitch in charge for WWE, Stephanie McMahon, versus the head bitch in charge for AEW, Brandy Rhodes. Because oh, I wow. can't stand either of them. <laughs> Watch out. Brandy Rhodes will flick you off. <laughs> I'm going to write myself into a match and completely ruin the momentum. Yep. It's going to be fun. That'll. I, I give it to Brandy Rhodes only for youth. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Although I think Steph probably got her in size. 
She's got her inside she's a, for sure. She's tall. She's tall, and she's got. Mm-hmm. I think there's uh, there are videos too of like Triple H and Stephanie McMahon like working out in the gym together. Like when they do those, like yeah, they do like tie bone stuff. Yeah, <laughs> whatever fucking Triple H is doing after that heart, I don't know what that's gonna be anymore. It's like uh, I don't deadlift anymore. I really just do this thing called yoga. Yeah, he's gonna do DDP yoga. Now. <laughs> but you diamond. Yeah, I I couldn't really think of like. I'm not much into like reality TV and stuff, so I couldn't think of other women. I was like, oh, who are two people I despise? I was like, oh, easy. I got you. Because little unknown fact about me, I love trashy television. Maybe it's known. I'm not sure. Two, two teen moms going at it? That was a thought. <laughs> I actually thought about having a teen mom four-way dance, like a bedlam. It's literally the thought four-way. Yes. But for my Karen's fight, I'm going to go with the newly crowned Karen, Demi Lovato. Oh, God. And she's going to take on the Long Island medium, Teresa Caputo. (laughs) So Teresa Caputo is going to, like, do her thing and summon some ghosts. And then Lovato's going to be like, they don't like being called ghosts. They don't identify as ghosts. You can't call them ghosts anymore. Okay, you have to call them the undead. It's come on, let's do this. They're spirits. <laughs> the reason why I'm picking these two, first of all, Demi Lovato, because if you if you haven't been following Demi Lovato, she took shots at like an ice cream shop at one point, and she took some shots about like I don't know, I think it was like boxing, and then she just took shots about not being able to use the word aliens to describe extraterrestrials, yeah. which there, there's I don't I don't get it. You have too much time on your hands. Yeah. It, relax. Yeah. Relax. Just, I, but then I, picked, I almost said take a chill pill, but maybe with her history, don't do that. Don't Just take, like no pills. Drink some water. Yeah. Drink, drink some water. Yes. Hydrate. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot out there. Drink some water. Watch out for waspas. Watch out for waspas. Uh, and I picked the Long Island medium, Ms. Caputo, because I think if you go into homes and trick grieving families into thinking you can talk to their dead relatives, you should be punched in the face repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> and in her corner is John Edwards. Yeah. And fuck him too. <laughs> that. I had I had friends and family that were like John Edwards is a hero. He really helps people. Just, and I was like, what crossover? That's the name of his show. That's... How on the nose do you got to be? Also, too, you're only seeing the hour that they're going to air. Do you know those shows take five hours to of him, to... him hawing around? Like, I I I'm sensing somebody. It's a it's a it's a it's a man. It's a woman. It's. It, it has a it's man I'm getting a big C. Oh, it's you, John. I, I'm hearing uh, a buh, a, 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 a duh. <laughs> oh, my my mom, Denise. Yes, Denise, she's speaking to me. Fuck off. I <laughs> I hate that shit so much. Preying on people like that. So we move on to the absolute lard asses, the super thick boy showdown. Adam, who do you have? This is my favorite one, for this? and it's going to be your favorite one that I have too. Yes. You ready? Yeah. Friend of the podcast, Joey Coco Diaz <laughs> versus the loudmouth Brit. I cannot fucking stand James Corden. Oh my god, uh, you motherfucker! Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's all for the pre-fight hype and interviews and face-offs um, because Joey will destroy him in every way. Joey could be like, "I fucked a one-legged probation officer," and I just <laughs> I couldn't stand that guy already. And then when he was in Cats, I was like, "I'm infuriated." Did, well, Cats too. Remember when they had to like actually digitally put in the buttholes yeah. people are like cats have buttholes you're not showing them 
buttholes. <laughs> that was a problem you had with the movie. Not that it was terrible or that James Corden was a star in it. I mean, if, if they're all going to look, if they're all literally going to look like assholes, they should have assholes. Yeah. I, I think there was like some weird anthropomorphic thing that people had about Taylor Swift. And they're like, put oh, a thousand percent. I was totally down with that. Put a butthole on her already. <laughs> She's fairy, but put a butthole on her. So, <laughs> so for my fat fight, I'm going to take a uh, local, I guess, celebrity. Local lord ass. <laughs> local lord ass. Mark Madden. Oh, God. He's going to die walking to the ring, dude. Not before the next guy. Tom Likas. <laughs> I'm going to beat that bitch. Before you take your girl out, make sure you eat. That way she gets a salad and you don't got to buy anything. Oh, my God. That's a good one. I think you're going to see heart attacks in the ring. Yeah. No one's going to win. They're going to knock each other out. It's going to be a draw. Like that old school video where you see the two guys knock each other out in like the flyweight match in Europe. Same thing. Like reach back and... Pass out. No contest. No contesto. It's <laughs> no contesto. It would probably this kind of match probably would be down in, in Mexico City on like a triple A card or something because there's no way anybody in America would ever give this fight a card. Like no insurance whatsoever. So I think we we've we've built a pretty strong card here. Yeah, I think we did good. And I think too what we could do. Is I don't think we have winners and losers in our picks, but I think what we could do. Oh, I have one. Well, no, I have a winner in my fight with Joey Diaz. Oh, well, yes. yeah. No, <laughs> just Joey Diaz beating James's ass. I want to see. I wish it was more like a like a wrestling card too, so Joey Diaz could beat James Corden in, in, in the main event. He comes back out and he hits Jake Paul in the head with a chair. <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> it's my belt. <laughs> I'm undefeated. 100 milligrams and you take a baby Xanax, you'll sleep on the plane like a champ. <laughs> so, from Buckle to Bell, the boys bring you the best wrestling news in the biz. So, if you guys didn't know, Crown Jewel kicked off on a Thursday and has been called the best WWE pay-per-view of 2021 by most critics. Uh, too bad it had to be on a Thursday in at, the afternoon. At noon. <laughs> yeah. When we're all, you know, working and shit. So, but anyway, we have uh, results of the matches here. And I can say that... I went back and I watched them, and there are some highlights here. Adam, did you watch it by chance? I watched uh, some of it. I, I kind of got a review of it and then went back this afternoon and watched the ones that sounded okay. decent. So what's one of the matches here that you really liked? I will say my favorite of the card was Edge and Seth Rollins in the Hell in a Cell. That uh, was I the best match. second that. Yeah. And, it, and luckily enough, it got the, the highest amount of time. It was at 27 minutes. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that one, especially because... These guys hate each other. Yes. Um, I mean, all in all, I thought the card rolled quite quickly and smoothly. Um, nothing bad, nothing great. Like, um, the Usos Hurt Business match was a little sloppy, a little botchy. A little bit. Um, but other than that, like, whatever. Almost looked like shit in his time in the ring. Yeah, I was actually really upset by that yeah. because I think what you were – what I was hoping for here, because also too, no titles changed hands. Right, all titles Which stayed with champions. Seemed like kind of a waste. kind of what I expected. Yeah, yeah. kind of a waste though. You could have, oh, yeah. you could have had some cool storylines here, but I think out of all these things, you would have saw the RK Bro AJ Styles Omos uh, match where you'd find see AJ Styles separate from Omos. I was kind of hoping to see that, but it didn't happen. Uh, but maybe that's something they're working on down the line because eventually 
AJ Styles versus Omos will be a fun match to watch at some point. <laughs> AJ bouncing everywhere. Yeah, AJ Styles is like four foot five, and Omos can touch the ceiling in Madison Square Garden. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see those two go after each other. Um, I was gonna say uh, I did like the uh, I want to I would say I like the Xavier Woods and Finn Balor match. I did enjoy that one. I felt those two actually for a match that I wasn't considering to be. A headliner, really? It was a good match. It was for the King of the Ring, though. It was for the King of the Ring. But, yeah, I mean, somebody was going to come out losing. So it it was just tough uh, seeing Balor lose. Hopefully they got something planned for him. I think they do. But I think it was a decent enough match. Did you see the Goldberg match at all? Did Bobby Lashley get injured, perhaps? Uh, if he didn't, that just a testament to Bobby Lashley's body. Because I'm just looking at the notes scene. They went 11 minutes. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, he so almost died a couple times. They played it smart. So, I mean, let's face it. Bobby Lashley is very athletic, but he doesn't have much of a gas tank because he's so muscular. And then Goldberg's like 1,000 years old. So, both these guys have a have a fairly low threshold for cardio. But it was good, though, because it was no holds barred match to the death, according to Goldberg. Uh, and good enough, too. Like, there were spots in there where, you know, uh, Lashley had some interference from the outside come in with some kendo sticks and whatnot. Kind of like, I don't know, like pinning Goldberg down with some shots from those things. Like, slowing the match down. Like, I don't know. Have you ever been okay. hit with a kendo stick before? No. It doesn't hurt. Okay. It just like it just it's like a light slap. Like you know it touches you, and he was just like getting lit up by kendo sticks. He's like just catching his breath. But he went from there to like a spear spot, which was really cool. Bobby Lashley off like the the main stage. Oh, cool. So that was cool. Um, some good spots in here, and I thought for these two guys fighting the way that they did, this match flowed fairly well. This should be the end of this. Um, I do have an issue with Bobby Lashley taking a loss. From Goldberg. Yeah, but it's Crown Jewel. I know. people are going to see it. Just ignore it. Yeah. Put him in a different storyline with somebody. As I got to see Bobby Lashley hover around that title. That's that's where he belongs. And I feel like getting a loss under Goldberg, it kind of hurts him a little bit. But can we talk real quick, though, about Zelina Vega defeating Dewdrop? For a second, my girl's the queen. I love that. She's I like queen. that part, but there's some upsetting news about this too, right? There's a whole lot of problems I have with the Queen's Crown tournament. Lots of it. At one point, there were two matches on Monday Night Raw, and they combined were shorter than Roman Reigns making a guest appearance on Raw as he made his entrance. His entrance music to ring before his speaking his first words. Lasted longer than the first two matches of the Queen's Crown Tournament. Yep. I have a problem with and this. Then I, and then I saw an article earlier today, I think on Reddit, um, that the the, the one uh, woman that reports for Fightful put out there, that the whole tournament, all the matches, so there were four, six, seven matches. Yeah. The whole tournament ran less than 20 minutes. If you put all the matches added together. What a shame. That's how much time they gave their women's division that that are not holding titles right now. Yeah. They were worth 20 minutes out of, what, two, th- two and a half weeks of television? Yeah. Two and a half weeks of television. Whenever they run five hours of television a week. Yeah. And, and five hours of television televised. And then they have an additional, I think, upwards of four hours on line. Right. Like they're 205 and And this whole crown jewel. Crown jewel. They just... Why and and granted, this match went almost six minutes, which is 
usually how long between six and ten minutes for like a mid card match. Right. But this shouldn't have been a mid card match. It should have no. been in the upper third of what you were doing here. The only well, the only thing you could defend it with is that they were in Saudi Arabia and it's a women's match. But then the three way women's match went almost twenty minutes. Right. So. Yeah. Which. Yeah, I got problems with how they're running their women's division. Um, and I also have a problem with how the fans over in Saudi Arabia were receiving some people. Like like you said, the three-way match, uh, Lynch, Belair, and Banks. Somehow Belair is the is the heel in all of this. She got booed. They, they fully backed Becky Lynch. They didn't cheer at all for Sasha Banks, and they booed Bianca Belair. Weird. None of that made sense to me. Maybe but, their storylines are like a year behind. That's possible. <laughs> or I think, too, like, Saudi Arabia really just started getting, like, the wrestling, like, wrestling, pro wrestling around them very recently. So they might they might be still boarding on that casual thing because Becky yeah. Lynch is a draw. So Yeah, she's just the most popular, you know, persona in that match. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that was it. Yeah, maybe. And it's uh, other spots here that I really enjoyed. Um, like I said, uh, Xavier Woods being king of the ring, I like that. Biggie. Retaining his title belt. That was good. Um, I think other than that, man. This Lesnar gave some good facial expressions. <laughs> he that, did. But that match was kind of poo-poo. I didn't like it. Yeah. I did like – you know what was really good about that match, though, was Paul Heyman the entire time. Yeah. He was like, he was like oh, no, my son's getting his ass kicked. <laughs> Even at the end, whenever the bloodline was walking out of the arena with all their gold, uh, there's a still shot of Paul Heyman, like, holding his head, holding his own head, like, oh, my God, what have I done? Because like, – so now it's – well, the rumor on the street was, too, that the Reigns-Lesnar debacle was going to last until they get to the next big pay-per-view. Which, what's next for them? Is it Survivor Series? I think so. So probably going to, you know – Then I think that's it for the year. Yeah. They don't – They I know they just announced, I think, last week there's no December pay-per-view. Yeah, they got rid of that. And they They're going to have one on New Year's Day instead. Yeah. They also got rid of a bunch of NXT takeovers, too. Yeah. They squashed a bunch of them. So NXT, how's it feel to go back to being a developmental? <laughs> Braun Breaker, 2Ks. Braun Breaker coming. coming. When's Halloween <laughs> Havoc? Uh, is that just on Tuesday or is that going to be like a Saturday Peacock thing? I think it's a Saturday Peacock thing. I don't think it's anything. I guess if Braun Breaker takes the title. I think he will. I think he will too. Yeah. So you know what else? Do you know what doesn't televise on WWE Network, Adam? Our ads. And no. we're going to take a break for them right now. Not yet. Not yet, but they will one day. So we're going to throw to some people who support us. And if you support them, you support us. And when you support us, we can do some really cool things for you guys. And I can tell you that we have two, count them, two guests lining up that we can't talk about right now. So much fun. And we only get to do it because you guys support us. So Even I don't know who it is. I know. It's a surprise. <laughs> and surprises are meant to be figured out on the other side. I know what you're thinking right now. How do I get the downstairs hair care I need to impress my partner? Well, the boys have a little something for you. That's right. You can take your grooming to the next level with the flagship of Smooth My Balls, the Turf Chopper 3.0. This pube-destroying trimmer uses stainless steel ceramic blade with micro-sized teeth to ensure you're covered by no-scrape technology. Yep. No cuts, no nicks, no bumps, no hair pulls, and no mishaps. And when those pubes go a-flying, you can call in the backups. 
the Pube Muncher 1.0, and Sack Mat to ensure cleanup is a breeze. All these devices can be used in wet or dry conditions, and they're compact for easy travel storage and have fast charging technology. Right now, our listeners can save 15% on their entire order by using our link, smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB. That includes free shipping to the U.S. That's right. So head on over to smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB and tell them the boys sent you. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. Because, again, when you listen to them and you check them out, you support us. And when you support us, we could bring some pretty cool stuff. So, Adam, last week we had quite a showdown over the non-chocolate candies we want to get our trick-or-treat bags. Yeah, I had quite a list. You did. We both had quite – we had eight viable choices to choose from. But we had to kind of get it down to our fourth round place for the Mount Rushmore of non-chocolate candy. So, first and foremost, I throw out to the Ruthless crew out there in the Twitterverse, and I, I – I pitted in a three-way dance, Reese's Pieces, Swedish Fish, and Mike and Ike. And I really thought in this whole thing, Mike and Ike was just going to sweep. But for some reason, I don't know what's going on, Twitter said, Mike and Ike, meh, get yeah. out of here. Yeah. So it left it down to Reese's Pieces and Swedish Fish. Not shocking. Yeah. they not, not shocking at all. They Not shocking at all. Nobody wants... Your poverty-ass candy. Oh, now you're identifying that it's poverty candy. Oh, my name's Adam, and I eat Reese's Pieces one at a time with my pinky out. Ooh, I just... Sure mm. So, I took these two combatants, and I threw them into the IG universe for a super kick to the face showdown. With Reese's Pieces absolutely bitch-slapping Swedish Fish, 71% to 29%. So... I agree with that. When it boils down to it... The fourth round pick to the Mount Rushmore of non-chocolate candies is Reese's Pieces, according to everybody out there in the Twitterverse and IG. Sounds good to me. Justice uh, has been served. Yeah. Great listeners. It's it's crazy, though, because eventually, if you haven't had a Mike and Ike in a while. No, I haven't. No. Yeah. I, I graduated college and got a job. I implore you. I implore you. Go get one of those, like, you know, mixed bag candies. It's got other great fa- things in there, like Dum uh, Dum Pops and Sweet Tarts. Probably Sprees. Probably Sprees. It has to have Sprees, because it's like, those mixed bag candies are like yeah. the best candies that you- Yeah, you, that dollar store special. Yeah, because they want you to have so many of them. It's so, such a value. Yeah, it's a because there's so many good candies in there for a good price, and they want you to have all of them. And there's Mike and Ike's and Dots in there for sure, but Mike and Ike's for oh, sure are in there. Dots suck so bad. Dots uh, suck worse than Mike and Ike's. So of that bag, that variety pack you yeah. just described, Mike and Ike's are the best out of those. Yes, Mike and Ike's are the best. Thank out you. of the, that sack of no, Mike and Ike's shit. are the best. Thank you. That sack of sugary poor people shit. Yes, I'm being elitist out of this episode. Out of out of all the picks we had, Mike and Ike's is the best. Thank you. So, so they didn't even make the Mount Rushmore. So okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm surprised you put it above Pez. Anyway, <laughs> put it above Sprees. That's for sure. That's because you have a bad palate. So it's round two. You brought me some incredible beer. Yeah, how about you don't be so mean to me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Wandy. So it's round two. You brought me a very special beer for us to split. So we're going to put them together. 
Caught round two beers. Adam, what did you bring us? Yeah, I think we got the most special beer we've ever had on the podcast. Uh, it is actually a limited edition, number 162 out of 207 bottles. And it's, I believe, the first bottle ever made by Lincoln Avenue Brewery here in Bellevue, PA. Um, and it is called Barrel Shot. It's an espresso stout aged in rye whiskey barrels for one year. Coming in at 11%. So I think it might also be our highest ABV ever on the show. I think it is. Um, but yeah, made a special trip out to Lincoln Avenue for lunch before Big Pour to grab this to try to kill you in round two. <laughs> Are you trying to liquor me up so I lose the next competition we're having? Yeah, you're definitely going to lose anyway. Because <laughs> it's candy and I'm fat. Yeah. Well, have you looked across the counter? <laughs> I really like sweets. <laughs> Actually, I, well, I do today. First bottle crack. So here's we're going to try it. Not bad. Oh, there we go. Not bad. Not bad. So if you want to find out what's going on with Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Ave, you, all you have to do is search them out on all social media. They are very, very active. Uh, also, too, they are based out of Bellevue, um, and they have a great tap room. Um, if you want to know more about their brewers, I think you go back to Hop Nation a few episodes ago, and they actually interviewed her. They were there. The yeah. The, I think their first interview back from the Pandy was with Lincoln Avenue. Yeah. Um. And Grant and his wife are phenomenal hosts. They're there most times I go there. Um, and I can't say, as good as their beer is, I can't say enough good stuff about their food kitchen as well. Is just killer. And yeah, yeah. If, you, if you want your mouth to water on the food and the beer, listen to that Hop Nation episode because they covered it all. Oh, wow. It smells kind of boozy when you're first, uh, first putting it to your nose. And then it's it's sweet. It's sweet with a purpose. See what I'm saying? It's got that nice. Oh, I see a lot. Of, that sweet's coming off like the rye to me. Yeah, man. I'm really liking that. And then you get the coffee on the back. Uh huh. That's nice. Oh, plenty of rye. Mm -hmm. Plenty of rye. It's whiskey. exactly what Ooh. I wanted. This round's going to get crazy. So, Adam, you can't have. Your sweet non-chocolate candy without the sweet, smooth, roasty chocolate treats breaking up all the artificial flavor behind those wonderful sprees and pez. Just by the fact you try to wash your mouth out with Mike and Ike, you can't do it. Many hours were set, spent sitting in your living room with your friends after trick-or-treating trying to trade back and forth. And we all know that you know the trade uh, value of Mike and Ike's uh, is high. But we're not going to talk about those today because we're going to prep you to prep your kids so you can just get as high as an astronaut on Halloween night and make sure you have some good candy waiting for you because, Adam, I challenge you to the Mount Rushmore of chocolate candies. And if you were curious, the going rate for a whatchamacallit is two boxes of dots and one double pack of Starburst. That seems fair. Isn't it, though? It seems fair. Yeah. So... We did actually get some new listeners and some new followers and some new rates and some new subscribes. So if you're new to us, just know that this is a back and forth draft, like a snake draft. Uh, Adam and I have to do our due diligence before the episode to get uh, more than just four picks a piece. We have to make sure we have some backups because if Adam takes my first round pick, I then have to find my next best pick to insert it there. So on and so forth until we have eight total picks all together. And then we pick the top four from those eight. And then you get to tell your kids how to get out there and get the candy that you want to have this Halloween season. Boom. Okay. 
So, Adam, I went first on the non-chocolate candy, so you get to go first for chocolate candy. I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) So, since you viciously attacked me last week, saying my candies were all fancy and and, uh, privileged. Everyone says they're fancy and privileged. They're privileged. privileged. My round one pick should be no shock to you. It's Ferrero Rocher. Dude! That's a joke. That's a joke. Do you lube them up and put up your ass one <laughs> yeah. at a time? Yeah, sure would. Those things suck. Um, no, by far, in a way, it's not even close. Uh, it's my favorite chocolate candy ever, all time. Never, nothing will ever ever take it. It's the Reese Cup. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this was one that I was kind of going back and forth on myself for my first round pick. I really enjoy that classic peanut butter chocolate combo and i should have known too because your favorite non-chocolate candy reese's pieces yeah, well right after sour patch kids really yeah but i like, mean the one i fought hardest for though last week was reese's pieces it is but i want to say too like i think sour patch kids are like a softer mike and ike so a better mike and ike i mean they're both fruity yeah okay i mean i'll oh, try to the, give you that can you shut the hell up about mike and ike's so i would say re- <laughs> uh, for reese's cups not like my if I go into a convenience store, they're not always what I grab. There's a different bar that might come up on my list later, but especially like Halloween and Christmas and Easter when they do those special shapes. Oh yeah, like for uh, for Halloween, it's the pumpkin yeah, and milk chocolate, the white chocolate, or you can get the white chocolate yeah. ghost. But there seems to be a greater peanut butter to chocolate ratio, and that's when they fucking light up even yeah. more so than just the regular cups. Do you throw yours in the freezer at all? I have. They're really phenomenal good. that way, too. Yeah. yeah. Also, too, not on my list, just honorable mention because we're talking about cups. Mallow cups, if you put them in the freezer. Hey. hey, hey. What? They're on my list. They're on your – really? And you're going to put welfare candy on here like you just made fun whoa, of? Whoa, whoa. Those are made in PA, sir. I know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So – Easy. Sorry. Whoa. My bad. I, so, that yeah, that's my first choice. And now for uh, your point of personal poverty, what's your first chocolate? So since you took Reese Cup, and I can't take that, I have to have a workaround, okay? And I do have a workaround. This is my favorite chocolate bar that I like to buy. And you can get them usually around uh, the Halloween season. They always come in the fun size because the, the, the king size ones are very expensive. So it's not poverty candy, motherfucker, okay? It's Reese's Fast Break. Ugh. The fast break bar. Yeah, those are all right. What do you, it's long Reese cups. Yeah, but it's like a chewy. Like there's caramel in it, right? Is yeah, it just like it's like a Reese's bar with caramel in it. Yeah, yeah they're they're pretty good. It's really good, man. They're just not as good as Reese cups, but they're not bad. Well, I told you to work around. That's fine. Don't you like you work with contracts? Don't you know what a workaround is? I know what a workaround is. You sure? I, I just don't know. I don't know if that's worthy of a first pick. But. I wanted to get it on there because I wanted to have something to put up against your Reese cup. Cool. <laughs> anyway, I like fast breaks. They, I think that they are just like if you're looking for a good peanut butter snack and someone takes your fucking Reese cups like you just did, then the fast break is usually there too. Yeah, I'd probably go with my round two pick. And what would that be? You ready? Sure. Again, not something I go to. I like this in the fun size. I like this in, when you get it for Halloween. And yeah. I like it in milk and white chocolate forms. I can't pick a favorite out of the two. My favorite. And and uh, in the last couple of years, they started glowing in the dark, actually. Damn it. Okay. Uh, it's the Kit Kat. The Kit Kat, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Have you had the wasabi ones? No, I want to try yeah. them so bad. They're so good, man. Are they? Yeah. 
if you go to like experimental states that like test on fat white people, you can get them. Get them yeah. Like there's like stores, like test stores. Last I know we're talking Halloween, but last Easter for yeah. springtime they came out with lemon white chocolate ones, so and I ate good. a whole bag of them real quick. But yeah, I mean both both Reese's and Kit Kats like. Yeah. White or milk chocolate. I know white so chocolate's good. not technically chocolate, whatever. It is it? No. It's Well, because it's the cocoa beans. Exactly. Beans, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but it's just I, it's just a sugary uh cream that they put over it. But it's phenomenal. I don't for, give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like a sugary cream. Yeah. <clears throat> so Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. <laughs> so it's your round two. It's not the way. So <laughs> stout's hidden. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, another bar that I like a lot, and I tend to get these ones uh, when I need a quick little. If I'm actually like out working and I need a quick little snack, it's like an all in one. Because um, if you're hungry, you're not yourself. So I grab a Snickers. Oh, you bastard! That's yes. my round three. So I do love a good Snickers, and I like all the variants. I haven't had one that did. Oh, well, I'll say this: the overpacked ones, not good, not good at all. I don't like the overpacked ones. Um, but other than that, like I had the brownie ones the other day, really good. I don't know if I've had those yet. Yeah, uh, I like the almond one. Really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna go with Snickers on that one because, hey man, you're not yourself when you're hungry. The almond one and there's a peanut butter. They're like squares instead of the bar. Yeah, those are good. Too. Yeah, those are really good. Um, but yeah, so in the first round, I said it's not what I grab every time I go to a convenience store. When I said Reese cups, Snickers is what I grab every time. Every time. Uh, I, I like, just need if my sugar is yeah. just low. Grab one some of that. those, you're good to go. One of those in a bang energy, and I'm dude back on it, back on the road, get back on it. Yeah, that's like my yeah. hot, like my road trip snack. Yeah, I would say too. And I also like if I'm going, like, I just went to North Carolina, I road trip that my back to back because I was on vacation, I ate like an idiot, uh, was Snickers and um, uh, flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> You were just punishing your stomach. I was, and I got there. I'm like, everyone, not don't make eye contact with me. I was just sweating. <laughs> so, what do you got for round three, man? So, round three, it's another, it's another one that I like in fun size. Not really, uh, never grabbed it in full size. Like maybe when I was a kid, but haven't even had one out of Halloween season, in, like the last two decades. It's the hundred grand bar. I was hoping you'd pick that so I could make fun of you because that's the worst fucking piece of shit I've ever put I in my mouth. I love it. I would say it's not. It's a very chewy candy, and I just like the caramel in it. And it's definitely kind of like a shitty caramel, but it's, I don't know. I'm, I get hooked on it. I feel like eating a 100-gram bar is like making out with your grandma. She has no teeth, and you're just trying to like get your tongue in there. I'm it's, just trying to hurt my feelings. Yeah, it's terrible, man. This is the worst, this is the worst pick you've ever had. But it sounds had. so rich. It, that's why you picked I it. That. I love that candy bar. This is the worst pick you've ever had on this show. If I had to go back listen to all the Mount Rushmore's, this is your New Age Outlaws. I, just, I probably should have put my four instead of my three. <laughs> now that I look at my list. Well, I already said it. Yeah, I had some better ones. I want to feel like the 100 grand is the candy that even like your old aunt tries to give the young kids to get rid of them. I think it's great at Halloween time. Yeah, you know what else is great at Halloween time? Not eating hundred grand bars. <laughs> All right, what's your number three spree? Hey man, you keep talking shit on sprees, but I'd rather I'd rather point of personal poverty. Point of personal poverty. I would rather eat twenty bags of sprees than eat one hundred grand bar. Okay, but we're missing out on a classic here, an absolute classic that everyone kind of just like forgets about because we're all looking for. 
you know, the Reese Cups or the hundred grand for some reason. And then like fast break and Snickers. Everyone forgets about the classic Hershey's chocolate bar. Hershey's chocolate, baby. It's missionary style. It is. It's exactly what you want. But it's a good palate. Everything you expected, nothing more. But it's exactly what you. It's exactly what you wanted to get. But very safe pick. Very safe pick. But I like it uh, more with almonds. When the almonds are in it, that's my favorite. Mister Goodbar can go fly off a cliff, though. Goodbye. I don't need any of that shit. First off, you're using a pronoun. Second (laughs) off, sucks. (laughs) So I'm going with the classic Hershey bar. Because the other thing too. Uh, what else is delicious around Halloween time but s'mores? And if you have a nice campfire, True. and then you can use all your kids' candy to make awesome s'mores. Do you want, do you which, want a fat kid hack? Absolutely. That my niece taught me? So I'm guessing, <laughs> ipso facto, I guess my brother taught She's me. She's four. <laughs> ipso facto, my brother probably taught her, and then she showed oh, me. Yeah. Instead of using a Hershey bar in our s'mores, you use a Reese cup. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you get sent straight to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> it's like at that point, like, that. I, I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm yeah. going to make that. That sounds amazing. We, we were all around the campfire, and she's like, I was like, oh, you need some chocolate? And she's like, no, I got this. And she pulled it out. I was like, oh, my God, that's genius. Like, I even think about this. And then you're sitting there, like, thinking, how did I get outsmarted by a four-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> I'm 35. She completely played me. <laughs> she got you. Would you... Could you make a s'more out of a hundred grand? No, I don't think you could, dude. It's personal preference. Yeah, point, point of personal preference. Point of personal pro- personal property, man. Like I said, that's your poor candy. Okay, that's yeah. my poor candy. Okay, yeah. uh, fine. Okay, I'll give you that. So, what do you have around? Do you like a Heath bar better than a? I do. Yeah, I, yeah, I do like a Heath bar, or um, I even go Rolo before I go hundred grand. See, I think a hundred grand is just a big roller with rice krispies. There's something about it, man. It's, I it's, like that it makes my jaw hurt. That's why I to be don't, honest. I, 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 I that's kind of like I don't know why it's I like work. That. Yeah. I like I it. don't like it. I feel like I'm burning calories while I'm adding calories, you know what I mean? <laughs> trying to go for that zero balance. <laughs> so what do you have for round four? Round four should have been my round three, looking back at it. Um but a great candy bar. Cause you get two in a pack. And it's Twix, baby. Yeah. I do like a good Twix. I'm a left Twix guy. I'm a, I'm a fun size Twix guy, so you only get one in that pack. Have you had those white chocolate ones? I'm sure at some point I just don't yeah. remember. And then they have the peanut butter they ones. They have the peanut butter ones. The ones, the peanut ones those ones, though, I like the original the best. They are really Nothing's good. Nothing's ever beat the original for me. I, at one point, I think Ben and Jerry's tried to make a Twix bar ice cream. That'd be phenomenal. Uh, it was hard to eat. Because they didn't, like, well, uh, make the pieces. I don't know if it was Dairy Queen or another local ice cream shop. They try to, like, put them in a blizzard. It just doesn't work. Coldstone. Coldstone tried to do that shit, too. Like, chop it up and... I think that cookie just crumbles too easy. Crumbles easy. Or you just get big chunks. Yeah. Like, big mm. chunks. And you can't, like... A frozen one of those things would probably take your teeth I'm out. I'm a big... Which also takes your teeth out. But I'm a big Heath bar in ice cream. Fan. I don't like yeah. them by themselves, but I do like them in ice cream. Yeah, what's what's like that? Toffee. As I say, the, the toffee I, I tend to like... I like a lot. You said something too once about a zero bar. You like frozen, zero, frozen zero yeah. bars. Frozen yeah. zero bars are awesome. Zero bars are just white chocolate yeah. Snickers. I was gonna say, man, it's, it just sounds like you're building your argument towards like Fig Newtons or something. I don't know. <laughs> but like, if you eat them room temp, they're they're terrible, awful. But yeah, for some because it was like those were made like at the beginning of white chocolate when they were like really freaking sweet. Yeah, but for some reason you get them frozen at my local pool, and that was like what I ate. Well, I think they t- it, freezing it kind of tunes it down a little yeah. bit. Yeah, because you're right; it's super sweet. I do like, I do like a zero bar. 
uh, yeah, I heard someone like Baby Ruth was also like some. I don't really, not a fan, not a big fan. They were on my. It was on my list, but yeah, oh, I really. Don't which agree. goes back to last week. Totally oversaw it. Yeah, a good non-chocolate candy, mm-hmm. a payday bar. Yeah, yeah, it's kind it, of a good in a pinch, not super. It's very. Salty. I mean, as far as candy goes, not super. It's it, unhealthy, but yeah, it is really salty. <laughs> it feels like I'm going to a baseball game and someone's just punching me in the mouth with a bag of peanuts. This is for you. We wrapped this baseball bat in peanuts and hit you in the mouth. Chew it, motherfucker. Chew it. So yeah, that's going to round out my list. I so had a, I had a couple others, but we'll, we'll hear your fourth pick. Maybe you're going to take. Uh, no, I think I have one here that y- you probably haven't thought about. I don't know if you've had this before, but it's from Canada. And I did have it once. Um, I want to say it was... Chunk or a chunky. Those are good, um, but no, it's the coffee crisp. So it is a it's a coffee, almost like a non alcoholic coffee liqueur kind of cream on a wafer, and it's just coated in chocolate. So uh, okay, yeah, I've had something like similar that. to yeah, it, yeah. but it's it kind of reminds me of a Twix, but it has roasty coffee. Like oh, it, I think it's like Tim Hortons or some shit like that. Okay, but it's it's really good. Those of you that are coffee fan, which we are. Um, but it tastes like a good, like, if you had a chocolate cream latte kind of thing. But that kind of sound is that, like, veering onto a cookie and not a candy bar? No, because it's, it's the same thing as a Twix bar, except it's, oh, okay. it's not the straight caramel. Okay. It's the... Because I feel like I've bar. had something like that in, like, a wafer disc form. I think oh, we yeah. got them at Aldi last Christmas. I know what you're talking about. And they were dipped in chocolate and then had, like, a coffee... It's drizzle. it's not that. Okay. Uh, no, this, this, if you get them, it actually looks like a... a one big Twix. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've never had that. Yeah, I, I really like them. I'm just throwing that in there because I just really like those. I don't know if you're going to get those in your in your bag, but if you ever get a chance to eat one of those, I highly recommend it. So, Adam, we have uh, four, seven great pieces of candy here um, that I'm excited to see how we can break it down to the top four. I want to say that we're split. I don't think either of us has the better list. I think each of us has... A weak one. A weak one and one that's kind of scrapping. We have two great picks on our list. Do you have any honorable mentions? Oh, yeah, dude. Um, Butterfinger? Yep, that was on my list. Yeah. The the reason that didn't make it is because of how hard it, it always gets stuck in your teeth. Yes, yeah. very much so. Um, Milky Way? Had a Milky no, Way on I there? didn't even put it on my list because it's just bullshit Snickers. <laughs> uh, Crunch? Crunch Bar? Nestle Crunch? Yeah, they're okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's why they didn't make my list, yeah. but like honorable mention. Um, whatchamacallit was actually on my list. Your yeah. example in the opening. Yeah. I, I love those as a kid. I did too. Uh, there's another one too. And I think, I don't know if it's, you remember Chico sticks? Don't remember those. Yeah. There it was, it was, I, it was like, um, like street candy, but it was, it was like a, it was a skinny stick that had like cream filling down the middle of it. And it was like hard, crisp chocolate on the outside. Oh, so like a cowtail, but chocolate. Cho- and, okay. and crisp, like cowtails would kind of like, yeah, bad, yeah, yeah, this one would snap. It was really good. So I had um, Fifth Avenue as well, which is just Hershey's version of the Butterfinger. Yeah. Um, Heath Bar, which I mentioned. Locally, I had Clark Bar, Mallow Cup, and Saris. Yeah. But that, that's just too local. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, yeah. And Baby Ruth, which I already said I had. Right. Everything else made is on the list on one of our two lists. So. Yeah. So I think we can really pick a good top four here. So, Adam, I want to say that because I picked a Canadian candy that no one can really get right now. It's off the list. It's 
it's off the list for sure. And I'm going to also, I'm going to sacrifice it. Cause I think everyone's going to get it off my list. I'm going to say Hershey bar will also not make the list. Cause I think, mm. I don't know. So man. you're trying to throw those other two on. I'm going to make very strong arguments for both of those. I think we're getting too Reese's heavy if we put cups and the fast break on. I think you should keep the Hershey bar. And get rid of the fast break? Mm -hmm. Okay. I can do that. So we'll take Coffee Crisp out. We'll take Fast Break out. And I have two uh, tributes. Up and there. Hershey bar goes on the bottom. It's just, Or actually, Hershey bar can be like the George Washington because it's just like plain Jane yeah. started this whole shit. Started the whole thing. Started Type 2 Diabetes. Although I do like – oh, man. I'm going to get <laughs> crucified. Yep. I do like – a. Cat like Cadbury's version of their oh. the Cadbury dairy milk is better than a Hershey bar. That hurts me so bad inside. <laughs> it's un-American as fuck that I said that, but uh, so try them if you can ever get them. You also will not get those on Halloween. No, you won't. No, dairy milks are freaking phenomenal though. I get them every Christmas, <laughs> just because you can get a good deal on them on Amazon. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I would say. And I'm taking I'm taking the top two from my list: Reese's Cup and Kit Kat. Nothing beats that. I, don't I was gonna say, and I and I would like to say that I would agree with you if you're thinking that Reese's Cup needs to be number one. Yeah, I think, I, I yeah, I think Reese's Cup is the number one spot. Yeah, Kit Kat and Snickers can fight for two and three, and then Hershey four. Okay, so because I, I I don't really have uh, around Halloween time, Kit Kat's yeah. my favorite. But then the rest of the year, I like Snickers. So it's like, I want to put Snickers at number two, and I want to put Kit Kats at number three, because like you said, I'm going to find myself eating more Snickers throughout the year. Throughout the year, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is a great, great setup here. So if you want to get these pieces of candy to match up with our non-chocolate candies to get a shit on your. You didn't have any stupid picks. <laughs> yeah, you had a stupid pick. That fucking hundred grand. It was just some. I don't know. I just stumbled across it when I was researching. I was like, oh, you know what? I like this as a kid. You should have chose anything else. Yeah, I should have threw that. You picked that there. one, and you made some dents. I should have threw the butterfinger. Bunch of dents. Whole lot. That hundred grand of dents. It just sounded rich. I should have kept the Ferrero Rocher in there. <laughs> I would hate one of those way before hundred grand. I hate hazelnut. So we have the Reese's Cup, we have Snickers, we have Kit Kat, and we have Hershey. And I implore you, if you can find the Wasabi Kit Kats, you need to get your hands on because they're really, really good. Um, find one of those test markets. So Columbus. We, yep. Columbus is a test market for everything. Boom. They, and they're test stores. Mm -hmm. You walk in and you can get like bacon-flavored Sprite, like just crazy stuff. So we do have some listener questions, comments, and whatevs. Uh, first and foremost, we have a wonderful review uh, I am now a member of the cult. Safe to say that after listening to a couple of episodes, I will definitely be tuning in for more. Thank you so much uh, for rating and reviewing us. And don't be scared. Give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That's what we're there for. And if you keep doing it, it helps us raise in the ratings and more people can see us. So if you really like us and you want to see us be heard by other people, then get those five-star ratings going. Tell your friends to do it. Uh, it helps us out a ton. So thank you very much for that. So number two here, if you were accused of being a serial killer, which I've been accusing Adam of that for quite a while, it's what a low resting heart rate, there's nothing yeah. more black coffee, dark black coffee and the most bitter beer I can find. Yes. Intrusive thoughts. A couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> so if you were accused of being a serial killer, what weird shit? I don't want the bed. 
You don't do that? Um, that's part of the triangle. Is it? I do like setting stuff on fire, though. <laughs> I do not kill small animals. We have that's talk. the whole triangle. We have to talk after this podcast. <laughs> I don't kill... What? I like fire. Yep. <laughs> anyway. So what weird shit would uh, your neighbors tell the reporters they've been seeing uh, happening around your house that would let them know that you're a bit off? I think it would be kind of like American Psycho-ish, like yeah. loud music and <laughs> and sex parties. And oh, then shit. It's like, well, and then oh, the day after, there's like a lot of black garbage bags on his front lawn, and he, he's using his meat grinder on his back porch. What's that all about? I mean, I think if I snapped, I'd get like fully snapped. I'd like, yeah, yeah, be making hamburgers out of people and stuff. I'm gonna go like the original storyline for Bob's Burgers, by the way. Yes, uh, I I'm gonna go something I actually do that I think freaks my neighbors out. I already clean with bleach too. I just thought of that. Uh, like say, I already yeah. use that as like the prime cleaning stuff, like for my floors <laughs> and stuff in the brewery. When they wrote Boondock Saints, they actually just kind of went over here and watched Adam clean up crime scenes. <laughs> Spray with bleach. Fuck, they ruined the day and I. Uh, my neighbors see me walk out the front door three or four times in a row, forgetting something, looking up at the sky and saying, ah, fuck, and walking back in and coming back out with the same amount of stuff in my hands, look up at the sky <laughs> and go, ah, fuck. And I do it, I do it like three or four times until my wife comes out and says, this is what you forgot. And, I'm just, and I'll say, like, thank you, like, really aggressively. So that would be one thing for sure. And then also, too, I will stare at my neighbors when I drive by because I, because I want to see what they're doing. If Do you at least wave or you just stare? I just stare. Do you give them like the one and tell them to flash their blues or nothing? Nope. Nothing. I just stare. There's something inside of me. I wear sunglasses too. So I do cuss at myself all the time. Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually started doing like I have a very similar problem to you in that respect. I started doing like brewery tasks I can do by myself by myself because I just naturally yeah. say what the fuck or fuck this or and like if my wife is helping me or if anybody else is helping me they think I'm mad the whole time I'm just like no that's just like if I instead <laughs> of me going oh I'm being a dumb dumb I just say you fucking fuck like it's just how I get through stuff I am just a trash mouth that's how you comfort yourself yeah it's just how I get it out and I don't even think about it no but yeah yeah, I was bottling beer with Dennis the other week, and he's like, you swear a lot. I was like, oh, this fucking, hey, You well, listen to the podcast, this is, fucking, this is fucking bullshit, sir. <laughs> so, uh, Adam, going on to another direction here, uh, what band are you listening to right now that you just can't get enough of? It's, t- it's tough. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to hit you with a bunch, and then there is one song from one band that I've been like playing incessantly. But like right now, Spooky Season, so a lot of Ghost. Uh, a lot of Wednesday 13, a lot of Misfits right now just because of the time of year. Mm-hmm. And then I'm always, like, listening to some sort of metal. But right now it's been, like, Architects and Lorna Shore's back. So I've been oh, listening yeah. to them a lot when I'm really angry. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a song by a band that I was not really ever a fan of. Uh, Ice Nine Kills came out with a song called uh, Funeral Derangements. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like a play off of the Pet Cemetery song. And it's really heavy for them. But they're still like really big, gaudy, mm-hmm. almost. I'm going to have you listen to it after the podcast. Reminds me of Panic at the Disco. which okay. is my, Like the chorus reminds yeah, me of yeah. Panic at the Disco. And then there's like really death metal-y oh. verses and shit too. I would like that. So, Or really heavy metal core anyway. Um, but yeah, I just can't get enough of that song because it's one of my favorite movies. And uh, 
Just a really cool song. I like it. And then um, Bill Mosley also stars in the videos. So that that, that's like a selling point. And then right on there. that same album, they have another song about My Bloody Valentine with Corpse Grinder from No, Animal that's Corpse. awesome. And then the rest of the album I hate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but just that song, like if I'm just driving from here to like the gym, it's only a four minute jaunt. I'll just boom. It's in my recently played, so yeah. I just keep hitting it. Um, so yeah, that if I have to narrow it down to not really a band, but a song or two of theirs that I can't yeah. get enough of, and like all of their stuff's horror movie themed, so that really helps yeah. with this time of year. All their videos are like super theatric, but that, and but that ghost song that they did for Halloween Kills was really, really good. good yeah, I dig that. Um, I would say for me, I actually went back to an album. That I, I liked a lot back in like 2001, 2002. So it's uh, Saves the Day, Stay What You Are. So it has that song like At Your Funeral and uh, Freakish and Firefly. Like, okay. It's, I, know, I know two of those. So they were like a, like a power pop rock group. kind of like it, they, they were kind of like a, a faster pace, like something corporate. Were, okay. Yeah. So I really like that album a lot. So I've been listening to that a lot. But also, too, today, today... Last night, but today, every time I die, I drop the new album, Radical, and I have been... I didn't get all the way through it yet. Oh, nonstop. I've listened to it twice now. Is it on Spotify today? It is on Spotify, okay. yeah. I tried to look it up yesterday, and I was like, oh, wrong day, dummy. Oh, man. And I, I like the songs they released were really good, but I forget the name of the... It's the first track, and the opening, opening to is like... Save all my loved ones and kill everybody else. Is there one on it called like People Versus or something? Uh, I think so. That popped on when I was kegging today, and I really, yeah. I really got into that. It reminds me so much of. Um, I wasn't gonna play that. I always say every time I die, so I wasn't gonna yeah. use that one. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of X X Lives. Like it's kind of like okay. in that same like fast, like organ grinder kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Really, really good stuff. Um, and they have like White Voids on there and of course AWOL, Desperate Pleasures, um, God, a like AWOL's on there. It's just it's a really good album. Um, highly recommend it. I listened to it twice already today. It's, it's so it's oddly enough, saves day and every time I die, like the two I, I'm not getting enough of right now. If you couldn't be any different <laughs> at all from really? each other. Yeah. Um, so again, if you want to list, send in your listener questions, comments, whatever, uh, just hit us up on uh decayingwtb at gmail.com. So Adam what is on tap and where can you, it's a very short segment today. Literally nothing. <laughs> um, no, everything's getting ready for drink the cookie table, which not sure if we announced it or not, but I'll reiterate. We're bringing our, uh, lemon bar, uh, ale, which is called darling. I'm a nightmare dressed as a daydream. It's a play on Taylor Swift and Freddy Krueger. Wonderful. Um, so that'll be there coming in at 6.1% measured the final alcohol today and put it in kegs. Uh, and that is uh, vanilla, a uh, thing called cookie malt made by a, a European maltster. And then just a general wheat beer recipe. It's kind of heavy. It's going over 6%. Um, and then we add a pound of melted down lemon starburst to each keg. Hell yeah. So it's a nice sweet treat for the cookie table. And then the second beer we will be taking is our Imper Imperial Pumpkin Stout Shatfaced, uh, an ode to William Shatner and Michael Myers. Of the Halloween franchise. I love it. Um, and that is our pumpkin roll. It's it's literally a lactose imperial stout, um, milk stout that's... Award-winning. We, li we literally just drop a pumpkin roll in it. Award-winning. Has it won? Oh, yeah. It is award-winning. Yeah. I'll Homebrew keep, and chill. 19. Sorry. Keep track I'll keep of the stats. stats. <laughs> keep track of the stats. 
So, uh, yeah, like you said, we're going to drink cookie today. Yeah, that's how we got the Dankenstein shirt. That's it's going right. on right now at First at Brewbox. Yeah, get your shirts. Yeah. Dankenstein is on sale right now. It's first at brewbox.com. Yeah. So if you want to find out what's happening with Adam down here in the brew lab, uh, just follow him at batch underscore brew on Facebook, Instagram, and I push him to get a Twitter. And don't forget, he is on Untapped. You can catch all of the beer fest that are coming up under his name. You can come out and catch him pouring some of the most uh, delicious beers in the Berg. And also, too, if you want to find what's happening with the boys, just search us out at KNWTV on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And again, send in your listener questions, comments, and whatevs to KNWTV at gmail.com. So from the spooky jojitorium full of chocolate candy and sprees, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Ain't no fucking sprees down here. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Point of personal poverty. (laughs) 